everyone. This is Brad Thomas with IREAT, and I'm back again for another C-suite interview today with LTC Properties, ticker symbol LTC, and I'm joined with Clint Malin. Clint is the co-president and chief investment officer at LTC. Clint, it's great to see you today. Thank you for having me on, Brad. I appreciate it. You bet. Well, we, we recently wrote an article on LTC and of course, uh, highlighted the fact that LTC is a monthly dividend payer, uh, which uh, many of our uh, uh, audience really loves the, the monthly uh, paying uh, REITs. Uh, but for those people who are not familiar with LTC, uh, at a high level, could you give us a little overview um, of the business model and how many properties you've got and where you are geographically and, and things of that nature? Sure, absolutely right. So we are a uh, um, we are a healthcare real estate investment trust investing in seniors housing and healthcare properties. Uh, we own 180 properties um, across approximately 30 states. Um, we have about 50% of our investments invested in skilled nursing uh, investments, and we have the other 50 in private pay seniors housing properties uh, consisting of assisted living and memory care communities. Um, we're about a two billion dollar uh, enterprise REIT. Um, today. Great. Now, uh, now you're in 27 states. One thing I've, I've learned from uh, research on the company, uh, a lot of your properties in Michigan, I believe, are, uh, are kind of loan, loans versus um, equity. Can you explain that uh, to the audience there, why you uh, have elected to utilize the, the lending platform in, in, instead of the equity platform in Michigan? Sure. Well, in, in Michigan, it's really more a function of, of reimbursement within the state. And this is not a structure that's unique to LTC properties. It's a structure more unique to a REIT ownership of skilled nursing uh, in the state of Michigan. Um, so the state does not reimburse directly rent. It uh, re reimburses debt service. So we structure these as lo long-term mortgages. So they, they are um, uh, not a short-term loan. They typically have 30-year uh, durations. And albeit a, a loan, uh, it does embody elements of a lease structure as well. So it's really more a function of the state uh, as opposed to something specific with LTC. Great. Now, we've, again, we've been covering the company and we've seen a number of, of operators. Some are more stressed given the COVID-19 um, implications than others. Uh, again, referring to my recent article, we recently wrote on senior lifestyle I know they've had a bit of a problem uh, or more trouble, I should say, uh, with, with COVID. Can you talk a little bit about kind of in general, uh, how do you see the environment today, you know, coming out of the second quarter? Um, you're referring to skilled nursing, senior living, or both? Yeah, just both. Your, your total uh, portfolio, your, your top operators in your portfolio. Sure. Well, I think, you know, today's environment is very different than we were back in February and March. There was a lot of uncertainties back at that time. Um, when companies were just trying to source PPE, uh, there was an extreme shortage. Uh, price per unit was significant. Um, you know, as we jump forward to today, and operators have the ability to <clears throat> more normalize the environment and the availability of PPE has become more readily available, there's not those stresses that they had early on. Um, also, testing has become, um, you know, more wide, more, more common in the buildings. Uh, albeit, you know, um, the results, as far as the timeline to get results has been more of a lag as of, as of late, but that is improving as far as availability and CMS has made 
uh, or is making um, antigen test machines available uh, in the skilled nursing space. Some have already been deployed, and I know during the course of September, others will be deployed. Um, the other aspect is, is staffing. <clears throat> Early on in the pandemic, uh, there was a lot of um, uh, what operators dubbed hero pay as far as additional compensation for hours worked. Um, and there's probably not as much of that today as there was back in the uh, you know, time frame in the height of, of the pandemic and the uncertainty. So I think those things are normalizing a little bit. There are still challenges, um, but I think operators are you know, quick to adapt. Um, and we've seen a lot of operators that we work with that have been collaborative and, and working together amongst themselves and sharing information. So I think it's just, um, you know, it's accepting the new reality um, and being dynamic and flexible. And, and um, this is a needs-driven business. <laughs> you have a business to do and people adapt pretty successfully. So Clint, I want to ask you about the balance sheet. I know uh, one of the attractions we've had with LTC over the many years that we've been covering the company is the very disciplined uh, metrics uh, with the balance sheet, with the low leverage, and of course the dividend track record. Can you talk a little bit about the balance sheet and how that, how you know, LTC has been able to utilize uh, a very conservative uh, debt profile, especially going into the pandemic? Sure. Well, Brad, you know, in following the company for a number of years, uh, we've always been a conservative investor on on the balance sheet, and we probably had one of the lowest metrics as far as debt enterprise value. Um, so right now we have you know, limited maturities for the next five years on the debt side. Um, we currently have, you know, as of the end of the quarter, uh, we had 5 million, 500 million available on our line of credit and 200 million available on our shelf. So liquidity right now, we feel like we have uh, ample access uh, to liquidity. Yep, and then, you know, of course, I touched on the dividend. Um, LTC has maintained this dividend uh, even through the last recession. Uh, there was a period where you didn't increase, uh, but I think one year uh, during the last recession uh, or coming out of the last recession. But uh, right now, again, and we wrote about this uh, recently, the uh, payout ratio is obviously a little higher now given, given the uh, operator uh, you know, uh, risk. And, uh, but right now it appears to be well covered uh, based on the funds available for, for distribution. Um, so can you talk a little bit about, you know, in terms of how you're going to grow going forward? I know as chief investment officer and co-president, uh, you're uh, directly responsible for new investments, acquisitions, and, and development. I know you slowed down that process some, but can you talk about, you know, potential growth opportunities uh, as we kind of move out of this pandemic stage? Sure. Well, like, to address the first part of your question regarding the payout ratio, I mean, we have been conservative, as you know, that we have retracted guidance, as many of our peers have as well during the pandemic. Um, you know, we, we had a conservative payout ratio going into the pandemic, and uh, as far as through the quarter, um, you know, we uh, have been able to navigate that and, and uh, hope is to be able to maintain that, that uh, payout rate or the dividend that we have of now. You know, looking forward on acquisitions, you know, we are being very conservative, but we still have a business development team that's actively engaged in the market, uh, speaking with operators, brokers, bankers, trying to get a, a good sense of where opportunities lie for us in the market. Um, right now, as I talked about on our earnings call, we're probably looking more at uh, short-term duration investments being preferred equity, mezzanine, um, construction loans. We feel there's a better risk-adjusted return in today's market for these shorter duration investments. Um, 
And I, I wouldn't see us doing any significant tra transactions between, you know, or in 2020. Um, I think that we will, um, on a risk-adjusted basis, do, um, we are actually actively looking at some investments right now, uh, more so on preferred equity and mezzanine. Um, we're looking at diversification is, is big for us and a consideration. So we're not looking at outsized investments, um, but we are seeing opportunity uh, to put money to work. We're going to be conservative and selective with the operators and the partners we choose to work with. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier, you know, the, the mix or the balance with senior housing, which is roughly 47% of the portfolio in assisted living, uh, which is over 51 or 52%. Um, is that kind of the balance going forward? Do you, do you see maintaining that or is there an area which you're more focused on? And I know you've done a number of these uh, memory care uh, uh, investments as well. Is that an area that you're focusing on currently? Sure. You know, we, we see benefit in, in having a balance between both private pay and skilled nursing. You know, that balance can modify over time <clears throat> given where investment opportunities lie. But over time, our, our goal is to try to have a 50% uh, balance between the two asset classes. It may uh, tip one way or the other uh, for an interim period. It's really more of where the opportunities uh, lie. But as if we grow more on one side, we'll be cognizant of how we deploy capital and trying to balance that out in the future. Um, you know, right now we we have invested in a number of care development projects. Um, you know, I would say right now we're probably not looking at growing as much on the care development uh, projects. Um, are, you know, so we really look at opportunities both on skilled nursing and private pay assisted living at this point. Great. Well, Clint, I want to thank you for, uh, for joining us today. Um, you know, LTC, again, the monthly paying uh, healthcare REIT. Um, uh, congratulations on, on kind of getting through this phase. I know we're still not kind of out of the woods yet, but it does look like things are starting to improve. And obviously, we're all waiting and hoping for this vaccine. But uh, I want to thank you again uh, for, for joining us today and look forward to seeing you maybe again after the, sec after the third quarter.